Hey, this is a podcast. No, wait, it's a comedy podcast. Well, we tried to make it a comedy podcast. And uh, it's not meant to offend anyone. So don't get offended, okay? And wait, there's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listener discretion is advised. Audiomatic presents Our Last Week. Hi Kunal. Hi Paul. Uh how are you Kunal? I'm okay. I'm you know things are opening up Paul. Things are opening up, you know. Yeah. The city is getting back on its feet. But are you like a key player in the opening up or you are still closed? No. No, no. I'm closed. As in mm. I'm open, mm. but uh, but it just seems as though as in my work is closed. Uh, mm. but but the but world is other open. Other people the world is open, yeah. It's all open. You know, I get very depressed when people tell me mm. things like, "Just look around you. Everyone's going back to work. It's going to be booming again. It's going to be massive." You know, mm. and that's the time when I don't have any comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I'm I'm sitting here. Whereas I remember during the pandemic when everyone was saying it's over, our careers are finished, we're all going to die. I had a bit of work coming in. So either end of it, mm. I feel guilty. There's no escaping the guilt. Either you're guilty for working or you're guilty for not working. Not working. Why is it that our careers are inversely proportional to the macro economy? Yeah, it's true. It's because last year you didn't have a bad year. You did. You did different things. I was busy. I did a couple of series, you know, and and my whole thing was, you know, and I figured that why people were calling me was because I think most mm-hmm. other people were unwilling to work at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, "No way that I'm going to work right now." You know, but I had none of those problems, so I think they were like, "Are who should we call? Who is that? Who are <laughs> there's that who's guy? There? Who's always that guy there? Who's always there? He's waiting. He's waiting on <laughs> the side. Maybe now is the time when no one wants to work. Maybe he can come. Like You're like, you know, the the thing that ships see at sea, you know, they're like, oh, that's Kunal Kapoor, you know, reliable, yeah. always there. And sometimes there's something to be said. You know, I feel like this is the role I fulfill in the arts. If you've been around long enough and if you show hmm. up on time, do the job and leave, after a while, people stop questioning if you're good or bad. They stop questioning, yeah. Sometimes it's enough to show up on time. Just show up, as Woody Allen had said. Because you're here. Like, it's just better to have someone who's doing the work. Good, bad and all that stuff. You know, the good person does a bad job. The bad person does a great job. But what about the guy who just does the job? He just comes, <laughs> he does it. He gets he gets very little love. But he's just there. He's doing the job. He's doing the job. I feel like, you know... One of the best ways to build a career hmm. is that for 10 years to just consistently, 10, 15 years, to consistently have people remember you, but they can't place why they remember you. Yeah. I know that Anuva Pal, but I don't know for what I know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a career in that because, you know, I don't do that many public stand-up shows. I do a bunch of hmm. corporates. But my name, I think, comes up when comedy is discussed. Mm. And I think that that's the place also you want to get to. You know, I don't know. You're quite a famous actor. So it's hard for you to maybe demote yourself and get to where I am. 
but you have to get to a place where you enter the conversation but people are not sure for what film you know i i think that that some people are just mm. good options you know like like it's <laughs> nice like they're definitely not going to go with anuva pal and konal roy kapoor that like they're not yeah. going to pick those two people but you yeah. need options like you know like a casting director sometimes they already mm. know who's going to play that role but if you don't get 10 people's reels you know or you don't like say name 10 people then it feels like you're not doing any work you know then why have we hired you So mm. we are one of the other people who are on that list you know and that's what we're known from we're known from being the options but not the selected ones so there are hundreds of powerpoints right now going around ad agencies and web streaming services where your face is being shown you know like it's being shown we could also 100%. we could also go with him he's free he's available someone like a like you know we'll get someone like an anuva pal don't worry not anuva pal you know because he's <laughs> yeah. like that's not no but i'm just saying someone in that zone you know and the only the work we get is when someone sees that photo they're like i know this guy i know him i know him yeah yeah you know like like is like he lives in the flat below me i know him yeah and the work that i get is when there's a pandemic on and all the other nine options are not willing to work that's when they is say that are they no okay we'll <laughs> yeah. call him yeah i guess he's there the other day i asked a british comedy guy also you know why, you know why do you keep hiring me you know he said see you show up on time you know you don't give any trouble and at the end of the show everyone says it was quite good it was surprisingly good <laughs> mm-hmm. so there was no expectation also for you to be good mm. before and you surprised everybody by being good there and now you can leave yeah. you know so basically the option is either me or empty space so he contemplated mm. best not to have an empty space Yeah. Give this guy twenty minutes. He's filling that empty space well. Yeah, and and again, it's a it's a gap that you filled, and you filled because you were there. You know, whether you were I good or there. bad or whatever. Up. Yeah, I showed up. So when people are talking, they're like, "How is that guy who did that twenty minutes in the middle? He was okay, yeah, but he was not bad. He was, he was good. What's yeah. his name? He was there." <laughs> The thing about comedy and entertainment and you know filling up time in other people's lives is that mm. it, the bar is pretty low. It just has to be slightly <laughs> better than them. Than silence. Than silence. Than silence. You know, like than what they were doing for twenty minutes, which is like it has to be a <laughs> little bit better orange. than that. Cutting <laughs> an orange, ironing a shirt, you know, frying an egg, staring at a That's wall. That's all people are asking you know? for. <laughs> yeah, it just has to be little better than that. Now it's yeah. not that hard to be little better than that. But if you're not there, you know, and if you don't show up, and if you throw a tantrum, and if you like, you know, give everyone problems and all. then you're in trouble you know and i think that's what then we need to base our yeah. careers on is it that it should be just better than you know 20 minutes yeah. of normal time like walking down a street and you know avoiding a puddle <laughs> like just be better than that <laughs> like you know the way i was stuck in traffic at kemps corner for 45 minutes yeah the show was better than that it was better than the traffic <laughs> that's something no Only last thing I'll say about this: what is quite scary, I don't know if you noticed mm. this, is that when you have our level of fame and success, mm. typically when big people have fame and success, it's a different kind of scary because 
thousands of people are chasing you and there's the threat of physical harm right so that's mm-hmm. why people mm-hmm. get bodyguards or people say crazy shit to you and someone might throw a bottle of water in your face or you know like it's quite scary to be out like yeah. um i'll give you an example politicians in europe it happened to emmanuel macron just recently i've gotten into this habit now of going out and meeting people Hmm. And it's quite risky because typically it's either a shoe or an egg. Some stuff is always thrown at you. Correct. You know, so I'm saying that is what big fame comes with. You know, the risk yeah. of of someone violently reacting to your art. Hmm. Hmm. It's not safe hmm. because you don't know what's coming because that level yeah. of fame attracts that level of fandom. You know. I I mean no I don't really have fans like that. I think it's a it's a balancing act you know like I think hmm. at some level yeah of course you want recognition and fame you know? but I don't really want I, I mean I don't really crave hmm. you know you crave uh, I think you just crave the benefits of uh, of wealth you know you don't crave yeah. the other stuff that goes with it and the freedom to just do you know something that entertains you you know like like many people think they oh you're in the entertainment business uh, you you make entertainment and all i i actually i i i don't know whether it's entertaining or not but it entertains me while i'm doing it so i think so yeah. like i feel entertained like it's it's taking up my time you know entertaining way to me <laughs> now whether mm. it entertains you or not is a separate <laughs> issue but uh, but i am definitely entertained that's true but not all the time though i am entertained as in see i'm entertained because i'm entertained by sometimes how ridiculous something might be also mm, mm, you know mm, so mm. i'm not like i'm not in pain so for me i'm i'm being entertained but sometimes it feels it it feels like work like the other day i was doing a show at the comedy store mm. and they just happened to have a seat at right at the back with the last audience member and i sat down mm. and i started really enjoying the show mm. and then it came to a point where the guy said and now for your next comedian anuva pal and i was like oh shit i'm working you know like mm-hmm. sometimes it really happens in life where you forget why you got into it in the first place you mm. know in the beginning i was just a member of the audience and after many yeah. many years it was just nice to sit there and then get lost and laugh with everybody else and think that i'm like oh i'm really enjoying this evening why did i come here why did i come here then they called out my name i'm like oh shit i'm working here yeah i'll name you a, an actor who said uh, to me many years ago uh, a well known bollywood villain who said you know sometimes i'll watch a film and i'm watching and i'm thinking who will be in this shit film who will want to do this shit film and then 5 minutes later i'm in it uh <laughs> you know so there's that also which i think is quite great where <laughs> 30 years later he's watching the film he's like what a shit film man which actor will want to are i am in it huh. you know so that also maybe in hindsight when some years pass we can look at like look at this shit comedy festival who will go to this comedy oh i i oh, i was the main performer there oh okay. i was headlining it acha <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes there's a there's a thing between that you feel that the person like when you're home and the entertainment you would enjoy versus what we do for a living you know hmm. because i think left to myself i would never ever watch most of the things that i've been associated with not because i'm not proud of it i'm very proud of it but 
I I find it quite abhorrent to return to it. Mm-hmm. I said, do you ever find it abhorrent? Like if you sat down with one of your early films and everybody watched it, would you throw up or would you be okay? I can't. I can't return to most of the stuff. As in, it's I'm tough. That's because, the thing. Like you, you know, it's like having too many photos of yourself in your house, in your own house. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I can't. Yeah. Like I'm saying, forget being in the film industry or you know entertainment and all. But people have. I mean, I can get family photos and fun times and you know all that memories and all. But some people just have large photos of themselves only in their house. <laughs> Massive photos, and they sit in front of it. I don't want to name this big sit- Bollywood actor, but. I was pitching a script once and I was sitting mm. in front of a massive cutout of him and he was in front of the cutout and he was in front so I'm looking at him and I'm looking at his cutout behind him and <laughs> I'm having a conversation with almost two of him st- still yeah. version and talking version I have also uh, pitched to another actor who as you walk up to his house on either side of his staircase that goes to the top floor are photos of him lying on a piano in different positions that even i would do of course you yeah that's true that's true that's true in fact we should both uh, for for this season of the podcast basically lie down on a on a grand piano in different poses what do you think yeah i i mean outside my house also i was planning to have some photos of me uh, playing the mm. tabla naked <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think putting it be. up or just put put up putting it up on hoardings and stuff. No, no, not hoardings. Just outside my house for visitors, you know, before they come in. <clears throat> like who's which actor's houses? Oh, Kunal. Oh, okay, okay. And then it'll become a landmark also. Yeah, yeah. That sitar photo of his is very famous. The one with him in his, he's playing the sitar in a thong. And people see that also. See when you go to Jews Circle, <laughs> you'll see him. He's there's that sitar photo of him in a thong. Just take yeah. a left from there. <laughs> Kunal. Yes. I have to bring you up to speed on a couple of conundrums going on in the UK. Yeah, yeah, please. My first uh, sort of conundrum is that th- there's a fuel shortage in this country. I think maybe you've been reading about this. But how? Because of because of supply lines, because of uh, because of Brexit and the pandemic, the lorry drivers have left, so there are not enough people to drive the lorries. So there is a proper fuel crisis here. So has people moving to electric cars, or what is happening? See, I have no problem with this because I grew up in Calcutta in the nineteen eighties, where it was very common for fuel to run out. You know, right. In Bengali, they'd say "tel nahi." "Tel nahi" is a standard thing. "Tel nahi." It's no problem. Yeah. So, but people here are freaking out, right? They've never had anything like that, right? Now, the conundrum I have is: one guy showed up at the petrol pump on a horse, and he started pissing off the other people in cars, saying, "You are all bastards! Look at me! I don't even need oil. I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse." And then the petrol pump guys had to shoo him away. Okay. Do you think it's fair for somebody to use a medieval mode of transport and heckle people using a modern means of transport just because they've run out of fuel? Well, I don't know whether it's fair, but it's—I mean—it's entertaining. It's fun. Yeah, but you have hmm. al- always preferred—I don't know if preferred, but you've always had a soft spot for medieval modes for transportation, right? Like. You have nothing against going from Bombay to Pune on a horse, for example. 
No, no, I have a lot against it. As in, the first thing that's against it is my ass. I, I don't think my, like, my ass wouldn't make it from Bombay to Pune on horseback. I mean, it wouldn't make it from my house to Bandra, forget Pune. So, I don't think that, you know, all these things are very romantic to think of horseback, mm. you know, but I don't think our bodies are designed uh, or are accustomed to taking these long journeys. Imagine the chaffing and all that stuff. It's a, it's, it opens another chapter, you know, of like, your but there are rest stops. problems. I mean, there are, you, where, where the Starbucks and the McDonald's are on the Bombay Pune Expressway, there would be a break for the horse. You know, and then you would. But just not cross a break for me, la. na. Like, what do I do with my with my aching groin? There's nothing for me to do. You know, I'd rather walk. You know, I mean, I'd rather mm. walk myself to Pune or, mm. or or even a cycle for that matter. Even although that is also problematic. But getting on top of another beast and then and then being mm. you know subject to that that animal's <laughs> moods and all that want to go, don't want to go. I want to, you know, it's too much. <laughs> I mean, elephants were uh, were often a mode of transport in Mughal India and also in British India. And oftentimes, if an elephant wants to turn around and go back where it came from, you can't stop it. Because they've forgotten, because they've probably forgotten their phone. <laughs> it's like, shit, I'm not going. I've left my hands free. And yeah, elephants need to be in touch with their whatever it is, right? The elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, an elephant never forgets. So imagine his reputation if he has forgotten anything. <laughs> He's totally not a respected elephant. Not, not respect. Mera naam pura mitti mein mil jayega. Kaisa elephant hai So just last thing that I have on this topic. This guy was nearly arrested. Uh, and the charge was mocking motorists. I think his horse must have dumped on one of the cars or something. I think what mm. else is it all must have pissed uh, in the petrol pump or, you know. <laughs> I think, how That's not you allowed. Just, how you can you? Open defecation is not allowed. See, there was a time when London used to stink of horse shit, right? I mean, that was Yeah, 100 basic. years ago. Yeah. So now, as in from then to now, where they've probably made it unlawful to ride a horse down a street, you know. Because he can't pull out some old laws from 150 years ago saying that, you know, it's perfectly fine for me to uh, mm. bring my horse to wherever, Trafalgar Square or wherever he's riding, wherever in the middle of town. Obviously, now they've said that this is not allowed anymore. So maybe they were within their rights to arrest him for just being on a horse. <laughs> yeah, I, which is why I think is a bit unfair, you know, because I think all modes should be allowed to coexist. You know, if let's say I'm going from Gurgaon to Delhi, why does it have to be a Pajero? It should be a Pajero, a donkey, a horse. It's up to me, electric car, whatever, you know, it should be up to me. Yeah, but I, I feel that, you know, then it needs to have a separate road. Then it <laughs> needs separate, to be a separate like road. Like for beast of burden, like for cyclists. Yeah. When you're in a plane, okay, and you're yeah. flying in a plane. Yeah. Okay. Suddenly, mm -hmm. you don't have boats also, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on or you plane, don't have people yeah. flying. Yeah. Or you don't have fl people flying on geese back, you know, <laughs> it's not like, oh, yeah. no, 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 I'm going, I'm, I'm going by. So I'm saying Zeppelin. if it's planes, yeah. then that yeah. is the route. Then you can't have people traveling on other animals in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair that is totally not fair yeah because that pilots will be like what the fuck man you know i went to pilot training yeah. school i did all of this to get a license to fly for vistara 
and this guy yeah. just got on the back of a duck <laughs> and he's yeah. going to delhi what the hell is what the hell i see the problem i i see i can see how this is an issue kunal there's several problems that you know i faced here in the uk one is a, it's a quick conundrum but i want to know your your view one of the things that i found difficult to adjust in my time here is that people here make plans months in advance so they say oh you want to have dinner when are you free on the 23rd of november you know people plan 2 3 months in advance Mm-hmm. and their diaries get full and if any date changes and you say listen i can't do 23rd november 2026 can we do 22nd november 2026 they start freaking out like you just like you know they get into some sort of shock and mm. then they pass out and die you know so <laughs> when you come from a culture where people are like listen i need you to be in a amazon series which will take up the next 15 years of your life When does it start? From Friday. It starts. It yeah. starts from Friday. I need you next fifteen yeah. years. You won't see your family. Can you pack and come? You know. So, do you think two questions for you? Which is better, and how do I adjust to this culture that looks so far ahead? Yesterday, someone said, "Uh, you know, are you free for a quick coffee on the twelfth of December?" Mm. And this is the first of October. I didn't have the heart to say I'm not going to be alive on the twelfth of December. I don't know if I'm going to be mm-hmm. alive. There may not be any mm-hmm. coffee I'm, in the world on the twelfth of December. I plan to be dead by then. Yeah, this is against my plan. <laughs> this is not working with my plan. But if I say yeah. yes and then I change it even by a minute and say, "Listen, I told you I might die. I've died, so I can't mm. come." He'd be like, "Shit, this is really unprofessional. You know, this is this mm. is just I can't tolerate this." And rude. You know, it was. It's very rude. Very, very mm. rude. So, which do you think is better? Which way to live is better? You know, I I just feel that 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 in all these cases, na people don't know what the hell is going to happen tomorrow, right? Like you can mm. plan mm. all this, you can not plan it and go. You can plan it for twenty twenty four, but we've just been through two years of like, mm. you know. like everyone's plans being pissed on so what mm. difference i'm saying agree to all plans because all plans <laughs> and this is only yeah. something that we know that all plans yeah. are written in chalk they're not even yeah. i mean it's not even written in pencil you can blow them off with this thing and and they'll probably blow off themselves you won't need, need to do anything so i'm saying just agree to multiple dinners on the same day in 2024 <laughs> yeah. you know and see who's alive <laughs> see which one is and see, see who's who made it to 2024 it. you know yeah. see if you've made it to 2024 see if we've survived if the world is still around if you know if we haven't been eaten by uh, you know a parasite sitic like fungus or whatever it is who knows what's going to happen so just agree to everything is what i'm saying right now uh, this reminds me of a new yorker cartoon i'd seen many years ago where a guy says uh, darling it was lovely chatting with you i've got to hang up i'm getting a better phone call yeah <laughs> so someone better is calling you just have to keep things <laughs> open and then something of yeah. the three things will work out is what you're saying superb and excellent analysis and then what's the beauty is that then you have options now later Yeah. So if the guy saying listen I'm come now for the Telugu film you're like yeah yeah done. Yeah. I'm there and then suddenly something else happens Telugu film you leave they're like where did Kudal go he's like oh I I was getting a better phone call. Kudal. Yes. A world conundrum now. Art conundrum. Right. There is a museum in Denmark. 
that gave an artist $84,000. The name of the museum is the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark. Okay. And they approached an artist called Hens Hanning and said to him, listen, we need you to make us some art. And he said, of course, no problem, etc. So what are you calling your piece? I'm calling my piece, take the money and run. Great, great, super, mm. no problem. When will you give it to us? Certain date was agreed. And they paid him $84,000, right? Mm. And no artwork showed up. And hence Harding said, that was my work of art, which is, I told you I'm going to take the money and run. And I've taken the money and run. I'm not <laughs> returning the money. This is the work. Now you go do what you want to do. This is what you've bought. And they are now in a legal battle in a proper conundrum. Hmm. Do you think he delivered the work he promised or he didn't? I think he more than delivered as in I think so. Uh, while it's it's ingenious and it's and it's definitely a work of art. I think there's no question about that. But <laughs> I just find that it's it's a little too literal, you know, and I and that's my critique of it is that hmm. you know sometimes <clears throat> it's too on the nose and you want art to be a little bit more you know, skewed so, in that sense. So do you, do you think that if, do you think it's in the naming of it? Do you think if the piece was called Samantha Oil on Canvas 5.15 p.m. and then in the end nothing shows up and he says, sorry, I mm. took the money and ran. They'll say, who is Samantha 5.15? He'll have to give some reason, right? He'll have to say. He'll have to say that Samantha was my 515th girlfriend who took all my money and ran and, <laughs> and ran this oh. piece is called you know so take, take and then the money the, the, oh yeah and then the whole then everyone will be like oh look at that such a heartfelt piece this that ah and then someone will buy it so yeah oh it's complicated yeah 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 so you're saying that I'm the, saying, the name of the piece it should not obviously have the meaning yeah. in it he he could have done better he, he could have come up with something cleverer. Yeah. But I, as in, I, I think that the people do, like when they visit the gallery mm. and, you know, if it's just a space in the gallery mm. and of course they'll have a little title over there, which will say, take the money and run. Mm. And then they just see an empty space. Exactly. Because what did it, what is it that you're buying? That person, that artist <laughs> is the work of art, you know? Yeah. Hmm. But I think that's an interesting thing to sell. Like say someone was to just sell, say I'm selling two years of my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, wherever I go, whatever I do, say, you know, say you don't have to have me in the house also. I can go wherever, but you can watch me. Like there's always mm. some something whereby you can watch me and you can just watch me do live my life whenever you want. Yeah. You have Correct. access to every, every moment of my life. For two years. Isn't that's, that what that's, Big that's, Boss is? Isn't, isn't that already done? There's already already that, one piece of high art that is taking care of that. That's true. That's true. And which is why there's a very, very fine line between Big Boss and Leonardo da Vinci. You know, the line is very yeah. thin because... As in have had an impact. Yeah, they both had an impact. So I want to say what you can't just say MF Hussein is great and Big Boss is not, you know, because yeah. both have done great things for Indian art. You know, yes. one has turned human beings into performance pieces and the other person did the traditional oil on canvas, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty much the same thing. Same. I mean, you could buy one of those Big Boss contestants, but I don't think that is available as yet. I think in the future, no, there'll be a button, you know, buy this contestant. Yeah. That's a good option to have. 
then under what you know indian penal code it's illegal that's a different battle but then that's separate the big boss contestant you set up his house just like in big boss in the corner of your house and he can't leave it huh he can't leave it cuz you've no. paid a crore and a half for it just like hussein's horses don't so. fuck off and start riding on their own right yeah this is the thing i think we've hit upon something i think we got it i think we figured out the meaning of art yeah Kunal, you had a final conundrum about your scrap dealer. This is this has been bothering you for a while. I just read a piece of news that mm-hmm. a scrap dealer uh, mm. and his son they mm. have now come uh, under. I mean, they they're being investigated, and the NIA is is involved now because they had in their possession for ten years about six or seven kgs of uranium. along with other other scrap scrap and th- these are the kind of scrap dealers who just buy any old scrap you know like old metal hmm. newspapers uh, an old sofa uh, a washing machine some microwave that's not working old watches you know clothes even and i think for me when i read the news i i wasn't feeling shocked at all because i had somewhere deep down i did feel that somewhere in bombay there has to be a scrap dealer or a raddi wala mm. who mm. does have some uranium on him you know in fact i i <laughs> think that every <clears throat> scrap dealer might have a little bit of uranium and 235. for some some people who may not know uranium 235 is a core ingredient in the atomic bomb <laughs> so he and his son were trying to sell this piece of metal or whatever mm. it is for 21 crores which is a lot of money about over 3 million dollars so so they were aware that it's uranium this would became like a bond film they were aware they knew that it was uranium and i think they were they they and it, and the the substance was emitting a slight green glow <laughs> <laughs> and they had it but i i you know for me what was interesting is how they chanced upon it and how yeah. you know like like the guy who was getting rid of it from his house you know what must he have been like he must have just called up that you know like ravi raddi wala and he said that ha kya kya hai so he said ha sir hum sab leta hai saying mere paas ye purana joota hai ghadi hai ye perfume ka bottle leta hai leta hai sir अपना अपना स्कॉच का है स्कॉच सिंगल मॉल्ट का खाली बोतल है वो भी लेता है अपने पास हाँ और थोड़ा यूरेनियम भी है हाँ <laughs> आप लेते हैं ना हाँ अरे यूरेनियम तो अपना मेन है हाँ नो प्रॉब्लम ट्रक लेके आता है ना सर और मे बी ही मेटल स्क्रैप डीलर यू नो लाइक आई कैन ग्रांट हिम दैट बट देन ही इज गॉट लाइक ऑल ओल्ड चेयर्स एंड गोदरेज कबर्ड एंड ही इज गॉट यू नो लाइक सम पार्ट ऑफ अ का बॉनेट एंड सम बोट्स रडर सम रबिश इज देर एंड देन मिडल ऑफ ऑल दैट ही इज गॉट दिस यूरेनियम स्टिक आई एम श्योर दे गॉट सम मामीफाइड एलियंस ऑल्सो और अ मामी एंड एक्चुअल मामी मस्ट बी देर द प्रॉब्लम इज वी आस्ट you know we hmm. ask about normal things you know we tell him ye newspaper leke jao you know ye air condition leke jao you know ye table leke jao hmm. just stop the guy because he's also human you know he'd also love to tell you stop it say hmm. acha ek second ek second raddi wala kya kya hai tumhare hmm. paas mummy hai kya mummy <laughs> sir wo julius caesar ka 2 mein 
कोई ले रहा है कोई वो कब से पड़ा हुआ है कोई नूट पड़ा हुआ है मेरे पास कोई फोन ही नहीं करता है यू नो इट्स जस्ट वो ब्रूटस 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 का वो छुरी है ब्रूटस का वो भी है मेरे पास अच्छा और क्या क्या सो to our listeners if you have any questions or conundrums do write into us at our last week at audiomatic.in we are on yes spotify uh, but in a different place we we have moved homes we are in a new cozy home kunal uh, at spotify yes. at our last week season 3 so do follow that page uh, the new page and you will get the updates for the new episodes and you have any any views on our new home kunal you like the new house Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's better than watching a comedy show that I'm in. Look at it that way. You're always going to compare it to something else. It was better than, you know, just I was doing some pruning of some plants today. No, actually that that's much better. The plant pruning was better. Yeah, than comedy. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that's not even a contest. No, it wasn't. <laughs> So like you went to see Paul's show. No, see, I was pruning these plants, and I laughed way yeah. more than what I would have at his show. <laughs> and the show is in 2027, so we don't know. Correct. You were listening to Our Last Week, produced by Rajesh Tahil and Avdut Khanolkar, hosted by Anuvab Paul and Kunal Roy Kapoor, assistant producers. Akansha Kadam and Rahul Vaswani.